Hello London, we are ready for your vote. Hello, I'm Stephen Perkins and welcome to another very special hot off the presses edition of Douzebois. It is Thursday night. The second semi-final of Eurovision 2023 has just finished and I am delighted to be joined by the stars of our sister podcast Binge Watch, Ian McEwen and Hannah Fernando. Welcome. Thank you, Steve. Good to be here. Hey, how are you doing? I'm going to do my very best um, Mr. Peanut Butter from Bojack Horseman impression. What is this, a crossover episode? (laughs) <laughs> I said it was my best, and it was a good one. It's good. <laughs> so, um, literally, we have just finished. Uh, we, we've literally watched the second semi-final of Eurovision, and we've all hot-footed it onto Zoom to have a little chat. I'm, I'm going to kick. I'm going to get things rolling, and I'm going to say I don't think it's hugely controversial to say that perhaps wasn't the stronger of the two semi-finals. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, I thought it was a bit of a mixed bag, but plenty of stuff that I did like. And some stuff that I was surprised to see not go through. Ooh. Not Greece, though, surely, surely. No. I quite liked Greece. Yeah, I didn't mind Did it. Did you? Honestly, my, my, when, when I saw Greece, my, my first instinct was that not even Cyprus were going to vote for them this year because, <laughs> I mean, bless him. <laughs> I felt he so was rocking him, but that was not good. He was rocking that safari look. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I don't. Sorry, I, will, will... I, could, I couldn't. I couldn't get past that. I couldn't get okay. past that look. To be honest with you, and he was so into it, wasn't he? Bless him. <laughs> it, it was that weird kind of boxer size thing he was doing on the stage as well, which I, I <laughs> wasn't quite sure where that was going. He won me over. <laughs> <laughs> Ian gave him un point. Un point. <laughs> <laughs> well let's shall we start at the beginning then let's let's have a quick think back to denmark who yes as much as anything i want to know about the portrait in his attic because he's apparently 25 I know. and i would not have guessed that in a million years he seemed very sweet it felt i, I was getting very strong um greta gerwig barbie movie vibes from the whole thing <laughs> singing a little bit pitchy I think if, if uh, I, I, I enjoyed the song, I quite liked the song. Uh, I wasn't enormously surprised it didn't get through because he was on at the beginning and it was, the vocals weren't ideal. I feel terrible saying this because people have all tried so hard. <laughs> well, this for me was the big shock, Steve, because after I'd seen after I'd seen Riley, I thought that's sure to go through. It had a really hooky chorus. Funnily enough, uh, there were a couple of lines that reminded me a bit of an Ed Sheeran song, uh, A Team. So I hope there isn't going to be a court case. But yeah, I, I thought he was <laughs> I thought he was nailed on to go through. So I was really surprised he didn't qualify. I think it's it, you know when you're on first, particularly now it's these are you know 100 televote. You've got to work really really hard to be remembered. Particularly you know there were 16 acts tonight, and it's it, it's going to take quite a lot. It's a shame because it was, I think, as I said, the, the weaker of the two performances. So I think there was definitely, sorry, not performances, the weaker of the two shows overall. So I think there was definitely a lot more wiggle room for people to get through. And he, he, he probably could have done it, but I just think the vocals weren't good enough in the end. He didn't get through, but Australia did. It's a strange world, Eurovision, <laughs> but, but we, but we yeah, love it. Australia should get food just for the hairdos alone. Let's Deary be honest. Me. Just... I was looking at Australia, thinking this guy is is the manager of the White Lotus in Sydney, isn't he? 
I loved Ryland's kind of, uh, well, his idea of mimicking them at the end. It was really, really funny. I really like that. We should take a moment at some point to talk about the presenter, shouldn't we, as well, you know? Yeah, Hannah Waddingham, honestly, Hannah Waddingham, I mean, she just, I know she's an actress, but she just makes me laugh so much. She absolutely captivates me. I can't take my eyes off her. And Alicia Dixon, didn't she look amazing? She stole the show. She looked a lot better. I'd say the outfit was much improved tonight for Alicia. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the outfit on Tuesday. Tonight she looked the, great. I, I think the giant bow. The three of them were, were great, and I think they're good. They, they, yeah, and I think even since Tuesday, they 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 they've they've improved. They've got so much better, and and there's just a lovely chemistry between the three of them. That mm. I just think works really really well. It doesn't have that so aw- awkwardness, does it? That you can sometimes get with the presenting. I thought they're yeah. very good. I think they're all really enjoying yeah, themselves. Yeah, I, know, I think exactly. that's the thing. Yeah, exactly what you mean. I just think that um, Alicia's obviously is on TV at the moment with Britain's Got Talent and she's played such a different person on that panel, I suppose. She's kind of, she sort of sits on the periphery because Hannah really takes control, doesn't she? And she Mm. kind of looks over, but she felt much, I thought it seemed much more comfortable this evening. Yeah, I wonder if there was maybe an element of like first night nerves going on 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 Tuesday and I think everyone's a bit more chilled tonight. Mm. And I love that, you know, you've got like, and Julia just kind of brings that really cool vibe to it all. She just seems really kind of relaxed and just very kind of present and just kind of vibing with the whole thing. I just think the three of them, mwah, chef's kiss, no notes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no notes. You're coming no notes. to London. <laughs> um, one thing we can say about this is, is we are not embarrassing ourselves as a host nation this year. We, we're putting on a good show so far. I agree. I Absolutely. Yeah. And we're in very good shape for Saturday. And yeah, also I think what's... Her nails are dangerous. Her nails are dangerous. Did you see them tonight? I mean, they're like a weapon. Who do you think's got the most dangerous nails out of May Muller and um, Loreen? <laughs> that, that's the bi- We're tackling the big questions here. <laughs> it's, it's the small things that matter, let's be honest. <laughs> I just, I thought at one point she kind of was so excited. I thought, you're going to stab the poor person next to you. Be careful. <laughs> they're so long and sharp. <laughs> she was waving her arms around a lot when she was on the one show earlier. I think to show <laughs> off the uh, to show off the nail extensions. I just don't know how people function with nails like that. I mean, I can barely the, the minute mine are even slightly overgrown. I'm just I'm constantly <laughs> just kind of I can't even type. So you know how people manage on a day to day basis is beyond me. But, She's um, got people to type for her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would also just like to take a very brief moment to talk about the fact that we wheeled out Scooch. Scooch, which I wasn't yeah. Expecting. Which I, I don't know if ne- if necessarily other Eurovision-watching nations hold Scooch in the same degree of affection that the uh, UK public does. But uh, it was nice to see them. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, what about, uh, let's have a quick talk about Estonia. I was a big fan of the uh, the self-playing piano. Um, it reminded me, I don't know if you've played Super Mario 64, where you go into the ghost house and there is a, basically a giant piano that comes alive and tries to eat you. Um, I was, <laughs> it, it didn't quite go that far, but uh, I was I was bracing myself for it just in case. I like the commentary before when Rylan was talking. It was just so funny. And, you know, they did sort of the introduction, don't they, to the talents. And um, and then she comes and she's just back to the piano and there's the piano just playing itself in a creepy old way. And Rylan's like, I'm not going to sleep tonight because of that piano. <laughs> well she was one of the few singers who did play an instrument but i did think at the time well if the piano plays itself why did she bother sitting down to play it <laughs> but you know yeah. I but i thought i thought she was a really good singer i must say really mm. strong vocal and it reminded me 
slightly of a sort of a Dell-like kind of power ballad. Yeah, we had quite quite a few of the uh, what I like to call the woman bellowing songs. Yeah, um, <laughs> there were a few of that genre. I think she was one, one of the uh, stronger ones, definitely. Yeah, because I Iceland was. From... Sorry, didn't she also win Pop Idol over there? So she's got born oh, for being on the show. Yeah, I can't. Um, I, let me just check. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, they. I think most of them have uh, have been on those sorts of things. Let's have a quick something. Uh, yeah, she. Oh, she won. Oh, she won an Estonian talent show, which is called Estonia Searching for a Superstar. Uh, it's part, yeah, part of the Idol franchise. There we go. Mm. Okay. There we go. Yeah. She's got four. Definitely not just sat here with Wikipedia open in another window or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's all the off the top of the head. That. When they, when they, because I think they, I think they mentioned it, and and then I, and then you think, oh, they must be really, really good, and then you set the bar far too high for them that they just can't <laughs> get above. That was the problem for me. They, did, they didn't need to tell me that before. <laughs> I, I, one thing, one that was quite controversial in in our house was Poland. Which we we kind of we both ended up sort of ranking it, but I I was on the side of Poland being it's kind of it's very kind of Eurovision throwback. It feels very kind of late nineties yeah. Eurovision, but obviously that's not going to be to everyone's taste, is it? it? It also felt quite cheap and tacky. That but personally for me that works. Um, what, what did you guys think of it? Yeah, it was really it's cheesy. A Eurovision, Steve. <laughs> and, and it and it was very catchy, and they've got that little hand jive that they yeah. do. So I think if you remember, like. Brotherhood of Man had their little dance. They've got their little hand jive. I think it could do well. Also, she was rocking that. She was rocking the kind of one sleeve and glove outfit. And then she seemed to mysteriously <laughs> lose some of the outfit, didn't she? I didn't see when that happened. They are. And let's just go back on this conversation. I mean, she has every single quality required to do yeah. well in Eurovision. There's not one mm. thing here that's not working for her. <laughs> There's been a little bit of, um, of, of drama uh, in Poland itself, I believe, leading up to this, because Ochman, who was uh, the representative last year, has, I think, not been terribly complimentary about her. Uh, he, you know, um, the whole, um, was it Aretha Franklin did the, the, the beautiful gowns comment um, about Taylor Swift? It, it, it was that, that kind of vibe. Um... Um, you know, when asked what he thought, it's like, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's nice dancing, not nice dress, yeah, well done. That's <laughs> um, Eurovision shade. He's throwing Eurovision shade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sour but, grapes know. at their worst. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, we're not going to go through every single act of the evening because I will be here all night. But uh, I, I don't know about you two. I was getting extremely bad vibes from San Marino from moment oh, one. Oh dear! Oh dear! The the red and especially the red and black color scheme was just really skeeving me out. Also, the horrifically out of tune singing uh, didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> They should have gone straight through then. <laughs> and he had a hole cut in the back of his jacket. Did you see that? Is that a thing? That's <laughs> quite weird. Yeah, they were. That was very bad. Very. He was trying to do a bit of a yeah. kind of Michael Hutchins thing. I felt, but it just wasn't working at all. I think this is the problem when you're trying to watch Eurovision while also taking notes to do a podcast on it afterwards. There are going to be things you miss because you're too busy looking at your laptop screen. And like the hole <laughs> in the jacket was one of them. Yeah, you only caught a glimpse of that. But I'd like to see more of it. <laughs> There was something, something felt quite wrong about that act, didn't it? It was just really horrible. And what they're wearing, just the whole thing, you're right. And the on. lyrics. He had the, one of the lyrics was, I've got butterflies in my ears. When we were watching it, we were, loads of people sing in English, don't they? And, and, yeah. And it's really, and, I, and then 
when you have a lot of things translated, you realise why. <laughs> and that is one of the reasons. <laughs> Let's just get it right from the off so this doesn't sound silly. I was disappointed um, not to see Georgia go through. Um, I, I, I guess it was a slightly crowded field, um, but I did. I enjoyed that one. The, uh, the A lot of um, lights and drums and uh, uh, the white dress and just a bit of drama i thought that was that was a, a one that kind of did actually stand out for me obviously not so much with the uh, the voting public although you could say that was one of the women bellowing um in the venn well, diagram yeah exactly they only so so much room for yeah that's i think yeah maybe there's a bit too much duplication for them all to get through but uh, yeah i thought it was a really good singer and i liked the use for the wind <laughs> machine Felt a bit more like a stage show, didn't it? I felt a bit more mm. sort of a bit more about it. So, but I think it lost out, like you said, because it's a bit crowded. But a bit of a shame. I can't remember if, if I said this on the previous podcast or not. But but we worked out that basically the the only woman who was eliminated in Tuesday semi-final was half of the Netherlands. So, kind of, I guess they kind of had to have had to get. <laughs> oh really? Oh okay. Good stat. <laughs> literally, good stat. yeah. It was just it was an absolute bloodbath of, of the men on on oh, Tuesday. Really? Night, so. Okay. Okay, maybe there's been a backlash. Yeah, but um, maybe so. I mean, I think it's probably just sheer law of averages because there's so many more, so few men actually. Sorry, so so many more women actually taking part. But law of averages, I think they're just going to get through increasing yeah. numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, now, I mean, I have to talk about my personal favourite for the night, Austria, which. You think you've seen everything at Eurovision, and then you get a <laughs> up-tempo dance tribute to being possessed by the spirit of Edgar Allan Poe. And what wow. could possibly be better than that? Yeah, it was amazing, wasn't it? Unusual also for, to have two two lead female vocalists. I thought. Yeah, yeah, you don't get that many of those to uh, spend money. I think. I, I, what I um I would have liked the staging to have been a bit more dynamic. I think it was. They, I think we were sort of watching them from a bit too much of a remove, and I think it would be a bit more fun to see them up close because they felt like I felt like they were enjoying themselves. It would be nice yeah. sharing that a bit more. But the song. So catchy. It's so good. Catchy. Did did you feel they were slightly ripping off uh, the "Can't Get You Out of My Head" video with the um, oh, yes, they were, with they? the projection a little, just yeah, a little the red, bit. The red outfit dancers and yes, I didn't mind that though because it was just it was just so odd. I mean, I know you expect weird stuff on Eurovision, but that was truly unexpected. The Ed, Edgar Allan Poe who, who subject matter, great, love it. Just the most weirdest. Oh, but catchy but so weird <laughs> i just kept thinking is this real is this meant to be but they've done the whole sort of run up to it and talking about how it had come about and what have you and then i listened to it and just for the title alone it needed to go through didn't it to the final <laughs> a dark and the little dig at, um, the dig at spotify in there as well with the 0 0.003 which is i believe the uh <laughs> The percentage of the revenue that you get from when your song streams on Spotify. I, is that what it was? I had no what idea what that was. Oh, yeah. Very good, give, Steve. Give me, two, give me two years and your dinner will you, be free. At least it pays to be funny. Ugh. You should be doing the <laughs> he should be doing the commentary on Eurovision with, with background knowledge like that. This is good stuff. Uh, you know, I, I didn't actually get that until quite recently. Someone pointed it out to me on Twitter and then I was like, oh, that's what I wanted where those numbers were coming from. Uh, yeah, um, we we did we yeah we touched a little bit on Australia. But obviously, they were the um, the last ones up. I I appreciated if nothing else that he uh, was so committed to reducing his carbon footprint that he drove all the way from Australia. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> also, can I? All the way back there, really. 
<laughs> you should you should never stick your tongue out while playing your playing a guitar solo with with your leg up on a car bonnet unless you're in a spoof film about a rock band. <laughs> so it's it's a no from me. <laughs> Hannah has no words. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what I was just thinking about what to say about them and the, and it was just for me it was all about the hair. I mean the hair alone, okay, high five for that, but. The whole, I'm, I think they were, I was, a bit, I was surprised ones that they went through. I thought they might be one of the ones that got left behind. I quite liked it. I think I, maybe it's just because I'm, I'm a child of the 80s and that kind of, it's very kind of 80s throwback for me. And uh, also, I mean, something about Australia this year, from what I've been told, this, this could be their last year taking part. I think they're, they're kind of, they're up, their participation is up for renewal next year. So okay. they might have... Um, been really pulling out all the stops to try and get through this time but yeah the historically they've they've perhaps not done as well with the um the televotes as they have done with the juries and so this being a hundred percent televote qualifying it's quite a nice little boost of confidence for them that they got through but then they were yeah, yeah. On last which definitely helps you can kind of appreciate why they went on last year it had that kind of vibe to it and it was yeah. I, mean, I think it was a night of quite um sort of understated songs for the most part wasn't it i think that I'm, I'm sort of looking at the running order now and thinking, actually, if I had to choose who to put on last out of everybody there, there's not there's not that many ones you could have picked from. Maybe Austria. You could have put Slovenia on last, maybe. Yeah, I did like them. They were good fun. I mean, I was uh, when they, when it got down to them being the last ones to be called as qualified, I felt like it had to be them. I would have been so surprised if they hadn't got through. Yeah, they seemed quite convincingly like a sort of. A, a, a proper band they're a bit kind of a little bit of franz ferdinandy kaiser chiefsy good guitar riffs yeah i thought they were good one thing i want to say is um how long did we think it's going to take hannah Waddingham to get out of that corset afterwards because oh. <laughs> i was i was quite worried that by the end of the competition her internal organs were not in the same place as they were when they started it, she's she's very yeah. statuesque isn't she she's amazonian she's kind of towering yeah. over the other presenters but um yeah, it was quite. It was quite a look. It was a strong look, I'd say, a fierce look. A fierce look, and and because Alicia's not not small, is she, in terms of height? And yet Hannah kind of towered above both of them. But I just think she's mesmerising, like you say, because she's just such a sort of tall, pr- big presence, I suppose. And then she she really, really acts it up, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Completely. She, and then she sort just... of then it almost. Way, but I, I but she's living it and I, and there was a couple of side eyes that Alicia threw because I don't think she knew whether she was being serious or not <laughs> she kind of does it does it all the way through and I just she, I find her mesmerizing but you're right that corset my goodness me I mean the bones in that corset must have been really pinching and I always think when 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 there are two presenters and one is speaking and the other has to think how to kind of set their face or how to react. Well, <laughs> Han- Hannah was doing some very strong facial reactions when her co-presenter <laughs> was talking, which I, which I, which I liked. It's like I, mime I, face, isn't it? Where her face is really kind of over-accentuated. And then I think there was one moment where she grabbed the, um, the award and sort of, he said, yeah, like get this baby. And then they're all looking at her going, Hmm. What do we? What do, what? What are we supposed to say now? <laughs> I think there are some people who just inherently, in their soul, just get camp, don't they? And Hannah Waddingham mm. is one of those people. She just understands camp inherently and commits to it. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I will. I think my last. That's true. My last comment of the evening on Twitter was that my new sexual orientation is Hannah Waddingham yelling the names of countries at me because that is just, <laughs> it's quite an experience, isn't it? <laughs> 
and weirdly this this is the thing that is is kind of really going to make her name despite all the other things she's done it's it's that is co-hosting this will kind of be the making of her in a way and deservedly so i think i mean absolutely she's just, yeah she's just really embraced it in such a brilliant way and i've not seen a single negative thing said about her anywhere i mean it's it's quite a rarity to have something go down that well with the general public that everyone's enjoying it but it just seems that everyone that i've seen talking about eurovision is loving hannah Waddingham, which is brilliant i think it was quite an unusual gig for alicia if i'm honest with you i didn't imagine that she would be on the, a presenting panel like that if i'm honest i you know I, I know she does panel stuff obviously but she felt particularly out of her comfort zone for a while but like you say it all gelled it gelled really well this evening now um yeah, I know you were particularly keen to talk about a particular work of art in the uh, in the evening's proceedings from from Luke Evans. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, yes. there's, there's been a, there's been a tendency over the years before big sporting showpieces, particularly in rugby, for someone to come on and do a poem, and uh, they decided to do it with Eurovision. And I as I said, I was expecting the unexpected. Of course, because it's Eurovision. I wasn't expecting Luke Evans to come on in a granddad sort of vest and to recite a really, really bad poem. How, but I love the Evans. Don't get me wrong; I'm a big fan. But yeah, I, I that didn't particularly work for me. <laughs> I have to say, I don't know who wrote it, but uh, it's, yeah, not not. It's so funny you great. mentioned that about the uh, about the rugby because we we was we were literally saying as it was happening. I think my husband said, do you think this was written by the same person that writes the ones they do whenever there's a big sporting event? Because yeah, it just felt very much like it that. Did, it had that vibe. But it was nice to see that old footage, though. And it was lovely to see Luke Evans. So, you know, yeah, mixed, always mixed, mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. <laughs> and he's, he's a close personal friend of yours, isn't he, Hannah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, very close yeah. personal Part of your lunch, lunch club. You love my lunch club, yes. But it did make me laugh because, um, so I went to this launch a couple of weeks ago and um, happened to be sat next to Luke Evans, as you do for lunch. And um, across the way was none other than Nick Knowles. Now, you wonder why I mentioned his name. Well, that is because, he should have a place in Eurovision, no. That is because he, halfway through the lunch, cited a poem. And he was just saying which is just weird and he started to do it and luke evans absolutely loved this poem um. but the whole sort of table fell silent and um <laughs> i wondered if he'd got his inspiration that very lunch <laughs> could be this this, this, yeah. this could be the peeking behind the curtain moment couldn't it <laughs> <laughs> i think it was it was a memorable how strange moment, how strange we'd had a bit we'd had a bit of gin by then but it was it was it was strange because he just started as if he was talking to one person but he was he's got quite a booming voice nick and so the whole table sort of just fell quiet and then he just and it, and it sort of went on and on and on it was it was very lovely words but luke really loved this poem so yeah there you go. That's what I do with a Wednesday lunchtime. Mm. Happy days. <laughs> now, we'll probably have to wrap up in a minute, but before we do, I mean, I, I want to just talk a little bit about the uh, the interval acts we had. I, I, we had another fantastic selection, particularly uh, enjoyed the, uh, the the drag queen machine producing uh, three <laughs> performers for, uh, for the evening. And, and yeah, just, I mean, I, you know, I guess it's, just something that's sort of always on my mind a little bit with there's a lot of people attacking drag at the moment so it was quite nice to have eurovision saying let's put some drag queens front and center in our uh, interval acts 
Yeah, I thought that was great. And also it was just a brilliant thing to put on because it was just like a big kind of disco party and, and worked really well. And also I, I thoroughly enjoyed the little insert with the um, Liverpool kids uh, oh, wandering around lovely, backstage. They're, they're so sweet, weren't they? Particularly the bit where Although, they were live in the studio with Alicia afterwards. And, and I, I, I don't know about you, I was worried because I thought, I, had, I, I thought one of these kids is going to swear. <laughs> <laughs> and why haven't they got school tomorrow? That's what I want to know. Yeah, and I was thinking exactly the same thing to be <laughs> I really enjoyed the drag act. I really enjoyed the Queen act. It was absolutely brilliant. I loved the machine when they all went in. I particularly loved the act that had Alicia's outfit on <laughs> because everyone's talking about it, aren't they, on Twitter or in the press about Alicia's outfit and you know how revealing it was. But it's it, it's actually cloth, wasn't it? It's not her actual skin through the black there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. See? Wasn't that, work that wasn't that revealing anyway, was it? Even if it had <laughs> been skin, was it? No, and if you've got it, flaunt it. I think Hannah's yeah. slightly more revealing. I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw Hannah's kidneys in that corset, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got our 10 uh, qualifiers from this round. Uh, if anyone needs reminding, they were Albania, Cyprus, Estonia, Belgium, Austria, Lithuania, Poland, Australia, Armenia, and Slovenia. So we've now got our full complement of acts ready for Saturday. Um, any thoughts at this point? Who's everyone's money on? Well, I mean, it was on Denmark. <laughs> that's, that's gone for a burn. I spoke, I mean, I would have to, I guess, I, it's the dark horses, I think I would say. Austria. I kind of, I tell you what I like though, although I don't think they've got a, a <coughs> chance of winning. I sort of like the Albanian family. That was like oh, a yeah. real throwback to kind of Eurovision of old. I thought it was rather lovely. There was something quite earnest and straightforward about it, which I did really yeah. enjoy actually. It was just, yeah. And like you say, you always get kind of one very traditional type act, you know, at least one act like that every year. So it was, yeah, that, I just felt very kind of calm and serene when that was happening generally they're not a ba- they're not a that big a band though are they as a family but they decided to because i think uh rylan was saying that they can only have a certain amount of people on stage with eurovision yeah and so they then six. thought we'll just extend it yeah that's it we don't really have that many pop families anymore do we, we used to have a lot of them the partridge oh. family with the jonas brothers Oh, we've got the jonas brothers <laughs> they scaled it down a bit steve who's your money on who do you fancy Overall, I mean, I still think it's it's Sweden's to lose on Saturday, okay. if I'm perfectly honest. But I I still think it could go. I mean, I the song that's been stuck in my head ever since Tuesday is still Finland. So I think that's I yeah I'd like I would kind of love to see that take it just because it's such an infectious song. Anna, what Although you'd you'd have to say that Ukraine, for obvious reasons, must be in with a really good chance of winning again. Yeah, I mean that's I mean you can never ever rule out Ukraine at Eurovision because they're just really good at it. Those guys have got um, a good look going on. They have got, they've got a strong look going on. Um, So they kept their sunglasses on on the one show when they were interviewed, which was quite (laughs) weird. Do you know what? It's not not necessarily how good you are at Eurovision, as we well know. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what what part plays um, when it comes to the final. But I I would agree. I think Ukraine's got a really good chance. But I also think Estonia's song, I, I think it's... I don't know. That's the, I, I thought the um, the piano act was very uh, good. Um, okay. So I think that's a bit of a dark horse too. 
That's that's the joy of Eurovision is that things can really just happen on the night and you never know what jury's going to like, what television is going to take to their hearts. Things, yeah. There's always at least one country that just appears out of nowhere and rockets up the leaderboard. On, and that's what, you know, you're sat there at, uh, at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night, three sheets to the wind at this point, and you know, it's the most <laughs> exciting thing that's ever happened to you in your life. <laughs> We're looking forward to it already. Yeah, shouting, shouting at the telly. Yes. <laughs> well, I think with that we shall wrap it up. So, thank you very much to uh, Ian and to Hannah for joining me on the uh, podcast evening. Thank you for staying up way past everyone's bedtime to get this in the can. Uh, thank you for and... having us. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been lovely. Thank you. And, uh, of course, don't forget that you can indeed catch Binge Watch on all of your uh, favourite podcast platforms. Make sure to search for it and hit follow. It's great. Uh, I will be back uh, with some possible form of uh, recap or reaction to the grand final at some point over the weekend. I haven't quite established where I'm going to fit that in yet, but I will be doing it. Uh, Until then, good night, Europe, and good morning, Australia. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) 